Hi, I'm Tiffany Roten, and this is Happy Young Adults, Episode 21, Decision Overload. Welcome to Happy Young Adults. I'm Tiffany Roten, owner of Direct Your Life Coaching. I'm a huge fan of young adults, a mom of five, four of which are young adults, a lover of everything outdoors, and a certified life coach. I'm here to give you tools to feel better, to find more confidence, to feel less stress in your life, and to look to your future with confidence and excitement. Let me help you learn to become a happy young adult. Hi everyone, how was your day? I'm going to apologize right now. I have had been a little under the weather and my voice is a little bit lower than normal, but maybe it's soothing. Who knows? I kind of sound um, very masculine, <laughs> um, but I decided to record anyway because I didn't want to wait any longer before I put another podcast out. So, you know, I was thinking today, I've done six coaching clients today and that's probably part of the reason why my voice is about gone, but there's nothing cooler to me than having someone come to me feeling distraught and overwhelmed and sad and frustrated. And by the end of our coaching session, they leave feeling so much better about themselves and their lives and everything around them. And there's just no greater job in my opinion. I absolutely love what I do. So a couple of weeks ago, I had a, a client who was probably maybe around like 20 years old and was in complete decision overload. Now, I guess I should define for you kind of what decision overload is, although I think maybe it's self-explanatory, but decision overload is when we're trying to make so many decisions all at once. And some of those that really don't even need to be made right now, but that could be made later, but those decisions kind of take over our mind and then we can't even think we can't function because we're so worried and stressed out about all the decisions that we need to make. And we put this into overload and it makes us feel really out of control. And I see this quite often in young adults because there are a lot of decisions that you're making in your lives. So for a few minutes today, I want to talk about decision overload and what things we can do to start making decisions from a place of calm instead of this overwhelm and stress and overload. But first of all, I, I, we really need to understand that life really is dis tons and tons and tons of decisions every single day. You know, if you think about it, we, we decide when we're going to wake up, what we're going to eat for breakfast, if we're going to take a shower. I hope you're going to take a shower, <laughs> especially you guys. Okay, sorry. Back to the point. What We, we make decisions about what we'll wear what we're going to eat for lunch or dinner, whether we're going to be on time or not, whether we're going to go to work, whether we're going to study for that exam, whether we're going to call that cute girl and ask her out and on and on and on. So we make decisions all day, every day. And yet when it comes to certain decisions, we get really struck in, stuck in overwhelm and it kind of shuts us down. So one of the things that I see the most of is people who believe there's just one right decision to be made. And boy, that gets people stuck in the mud in a hurry. You know, we have to ask ourselves, is it really even true that there's only one right way to do something? Is that really even true? 
Because when we think there's just one right decision, then we get really paralyzed because I hear all the time, well, what if I make the wrong decision? Then what? It's all over. Do you see how much of our decision-making is really inside of our brains? And then we get to choose how we want to look at things and how we decide how we're going to feel and act in regard to that decision. The other problem that I see is when we're filled with so much overwhelm and frustration in decision-making, then we're not really using our brain in productive ways to help us move forward in our life and make those decisions. But instead, our brain stays in this stuck mode and it's spinning and it's overwhelmed and we're really not getting anywhere. I may have given this example before, but I think it illustrates so well this concept of decisions and decision overload. So I'm sure most of us know who Steve Jobs is, or at least I hope you know who he is because you're probably carrying around one of his products. He died a number of years ago, but he was kind of the mastermind behind the iPhone and iPods with Apple and those kind of things. And he just has a brilliant, brilliant mind. And he had tremendous vision and, and this tremendous mind that could think of all these things to be creative that I'll be honest, I, I would never in a, mere, in a million years think of some of the things he's thought up. But some of the things that he's come up with are brilliant and they're used by the majority of the world now. So how do, he maximized his brain power and he actually has talked about this a little bit. And how he would do that was by eliminating lots of the decisions that he made every day so that he could spend more time making decisions and creating things versus worrying like all about all these little trivial decisions every day. One of the things that he's really well known for is that he wore like a black turtleneck looking shirt every day and with jeans and sneakers. And he kind of did that every day. And some of you might think that's really strange, but he learned really quickly that if he didn't spend any mental time or energy deciding what clothes he was going to wear, and he just knew what he was going to wear that day, then there was no decision to be made. And he could use that extra brain power to create other things with it. He also did the same thing kind of with his diet. And he decided to eat what is called a fruitarian diet. And really what it is, is just fresh fruits and vegetables, as well as some grains and some seeds and other things. But again, if he eliminated all these decisions about every meal, having to think through and sit down and try and decide what he was going to eat, he maximized his brain power by just having a limited diet in which he ate just pretty much the same things. And it allowed him more brain power to do other things versus sitting, worrying and wondering you know, what decision he'd make for lunch. Now, I'm not saying that we all need to do that and go out and, and all wear the same clothes every day or all eat the same things. But I am showing and illustrating a point that when we minimize some of those decisions that need to be made in life, then it doesn't seem so overwhelming. And when we're not overwhelmed, then we can spend our time and energy and our brain power doing other things. And we do have things like that that we do. Like, I don't really think that much about brushing my teeth. I just have a routine. I do that. Or I even have certain days I do the laundry. And so I don't really, there's not a lot of brain power into, oh no, is it time to do laundry? No, I just do it on Mondays and Fridays. And for me, that works really well. So the more that we can eliminate and just decide we're going to do certain things, you see how that's helpful. 
So a lot of us spend our, a lot of our mental energy also focused in the future. We worry and stress over things that are years down the road, things we can't control, things about next week or, you know, about the next paycheck or where we're going to live next or, you know, what we're going to do after college, all of these different things. And not to say that we can't think about these things, but if we are constantly thinking and worrying and stressing so far in the future, it just creates anxiety and it really doesn't get us anywhere. It doesn't allow us to, obviously there are things that we can't do right now. So we're spending a lot of mental energy in the future and things that are really not totally in our control. Now, I'm not saying that we don't make goals and we don't strive for things. That's a whole different you know, thing. We, we want to entreat our brain to those things, but when we're worrying and stressing, we're just using our brain power for things that we can't control and that don't happen for many years. And then we're just pretty much using all that energy, mental energy for not. So being in the present, what that does is it allows us to use that mental energy that we have now and not waste all of it on something that may or may not happen that could or could not be. So let's go back to this idea of there's only one right decision. And that's something I hear a lot. And of course, that really is just a thought. That's a thought that a lot of people have that there's one right decision to be made. Well, tell me then what makes a decision right and what makes a decision wrong? And I'm not really talking about things that are morally right and wrong here, right? What I'm talking about is just decisions in general. Is there one right school to go to? Is there one right person that you should be with? Is there one right way to do life or school or relationships or jobs? Well, when we get when we get stuck in this belief that there's only one right, one right way, then do you see how much pressure we put on ourselves? So even when I look at my marriage to my husband, people will ask me, well, how did you know he was the right one? And my answer is, I didn't. I just honestly felt good about it. I'd dated him for a while. I felt, you know, like I knew him pretty good. And I just, I thought, you know, he'd be a great guy that I can marry and be very happy with. But I also believe that I could actually marry, could have married many different kinds of people and have learned and and could have been happy and had a good relationship with them as well. Not to say that I don't adore my husband and I'm really grateful that I did find him and meet him. But my husband was a good choice at a good time for me. And I, you know, I've talked about this so many times, but happiness really comes from within and from our thinking and not from outer circumstances and situations. I chose a great man who I decided to take that risk with and who has been, re- we've been really happy in our life together, but not to say that we haven't both worked really hard at it and committed to it, but I've made that choice right, right in quotations or good, in quotations, by my actions. But to say that something is just right within any, without any other knowledge, we might be setting ourselves up for a little frustration. One of the other things that I see a lot 
is say, for instance, when people are making decision about whether they're going to, you know, go for more education, like a college or university, and then they have this choice of whether or not they could go to, you know, that kind of school or go to hair school, esthetician school, mechanic school, just working, going and doing summer cells. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And I'm not sure there's really ever been in the history of all of the world when we have so many options when it comes to life and what we choose to do with it and what we choose to do for a living, how we choose to make money. And it's so interesting for me, most people, because there's so many options that it puts us actually in decision overload. Like in a lot of ways, it's it makes things hard because we have so many choices that then we're, you know, we just don't know what to do. But again, if we just think there's only one right way, then it will seem scary. But there's many different things you could do and be happy. Many things you could do to make money. Or you could kind of do a combination of some things. So I know a girl who decided she she decided to get a bachelor's or a master's degree in something. But she also wanted to go to hair school. So she went to hair school first and she got that certificate. She started doing hair and then decided, you know what? I really do want to go and get my bachelor's degree in something. But the cool thing is, is you could look at that and say, well, see, she didn't do the right thing. But what she did was she created a place where she could make some income through doing hair and then was able to pay for her bachelor's degree through that. So you see how both are really great decisions and it just came down really to timing. See how when we, we, we can really limit ourselves if we think there's only one right way and it keeps us stuck and it doesn't allow us to see that there's abundance of things that we could do. There's not one right way to do it. And there's lots of options and it, and it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It can be many different things. So I think about my own life and how many times I've changed what I want to do in my life. I started out, you know, out of high school or actually when I was still in high school, I was working in an office after school. And then once I graduated, I was working full time and I was an office manager and secretary. And that was really enjoyable. I enjoyed that job. I enjoyed the coworkers I had there. Um, and then I got married and I, I continued to work there. But when I had my first baby, I changed my plans and I changed what I was doing. And I decided that I wanted to be home with this baby full time. But then I also really wanted to finish up my college degree. And so I figured out a way my husband would watch the baby at night and I finished my college degree. And then there came a time that I just continued to have more children and I decided to be just be home with them and I didn't work and I was done with school and you know I was really lucky to have a husband that worked so that I could be home but it you know I enjoyed that for a number of years just being home and being a mom for my kids but then as my kids grew older and got busy and as I got grew older I decided I want to do something else not that not that I'm not still a mom but I wanted to start 
doing something when my kids were at school. So I changed my mind again and I decided to do substitute teaching. I had graduated in teaching. So I just went back as a substitute for school. And I, I did that for a few years and then I just, you know, I decided, no, I think this isn't what I want to do long-term. And I found life coaching and I decided to go to life coach school and now I'm a life coach and that's what I'm currently doing. So when we look back at that, were any of those decisions right or wrong? No, absolutely not. All of those made me who I am and added to the person that I've become. And really, it was nothing more than timing. I was able to do a lot of different things at different times in my life. And I allowed myself to be able to change my mind many times over the years and just take a different avenue, take a different course. And right now I'm just going to continue coaching as long as I feel good about it and I'm happy doing so. But I also understand that something else might come my way that I might enjoy more. And so I'm never stuck in this idea that there's just one right way to do life or decisions, but there's lots of ways and we can, we always have choices. The point is that I believed all those years ago that I, that I, you know, if I would have chosen to think that there was only one right way. Do you see how that would have limited me so much? But I just allow myself the freedom to be able to change my mind if I want to. When I married my husband 30 years ago, how, you know, first of all, I've talked about this before on the podcast about making that decision. But once you make a decision and you just decide on something, how do you make that a right decision? Well, as far as marriage goes, and I've been married to him almost 30 years this year, I just committed with all my heart and then I got to work. And it's been lots of decisions of forgiving, um, decisions of kindness, decisions of doing selfless things, um, decisions to support him and what he's doing. And he's made decisions to support me. And we've had our ups and downs and we've had great times and hard times and we've worked every day, but every day when I wake up, I commit once again to this marriage and I do what I can to be that kind of spouse that I want to be um, so that I can show up in my marriage the way that I want to. And do you see how I make this choice right every day by my thoughts and my actions? And for me, that has made this decision a good decision, which has brought me a lot of happiness. And, you know, we could be the devil's advocate here and say, well, I know people that, you know, thought they'd made a good decision and marry someone and then down the road, for whatever reason, it ends in divorce. And, you know, they'll say, well, was that the wrong decision? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's always things that you learn through that process, but I'm not sure that was necessarily wrong or right. It's just people made choices in marriage down the road that changed the result. But do you see how we can, we can commit to certain decisions and make them a good decision? So the last thing that I'm going to say in decisions is that you really can change anytime. We have to look at those decisions and think to ourselves, is this decision really life or death? Because really maybe we're going to get down that road and decide that it might not be what we want, but we have the freedom to change our minds. Very few things are a hundred percent permanent. 
You know, when it comes to schooling or careers, if we don't like where we're at, we have the ability to change. Now, I know for a lot of this, that's scary. And some of us stay stuck in careers or relationships for a long time because we're afraid of, you know, change or what that could bring. But really, all it is, is it brings us a lot of discomfort, which is a feeling that we can feel and still move on. You know, and really not making a decision is going to be uncomfortable. And making a decision can often be uncomfortable, right? So not making a change can be uncomfortable and making a change can be comfortable. So if we're going to be uncomfortable either way, why wouldn't we just make a decision that will move us forward? When we realize that nothing is permanent and that we can change anything we want, then it allows us to walk down a different road for a minute. And if it doesn't work, then we know we have the ability to change and create something different for ourselves. Now, some might say, well, that's just a cop out. And when things don't work out, we just change. And I'm not saying that. But I do see a lot of young adults that get really stuck because they're so afraid of trying something new for fear that it might fail. So if we go into that believing that if we get into a some into a semester in some program at school and we decide we don't like that, well, then it's a huge waste of time and it's a failure and a waste of money and all these things. But that's not really true. You know, we always have that ability to change. And it's never a waste of time if we've learned something in the process. And if we really are in college to learn, then it's just a bunch of learning and it doesn't have to be, you know, as linear as we think it is. So I want you to take a look at the decisions that you're making in your life. The reason we feel decision overload is when we try and make too many decisions at once and we think they all need to be made right now. And of course, another thing that gets us in trouble is the what ifs. The reality, guys, is that there's always going to be what ifs. There is. It's just part of life. So if we're in decision overload, what can we do? First, I want you to figure out what decision really has to be made right now and what decision can be made down the road. Like, for instance, if you've got to give an acceptance letter of a college or something, that might be something that needs to be made. But we don't need to be worried about who we're going to live with or what dorm we're going to live in or, you know, all those other decisions right now. Right now, let's just figure out where and knowing that we can change at any time, then we don't have to stress so much that, well, this is it. If I make this decision, it's all over. No, people transfer schools all the time. And what that does is give us just some some freedom and some relief that, okay, I'll make this decision. I'm going to go with this. And if it, if it doesn't work out and I decide I don't like this decision, I can, I can make a different decision. Second, I want you to get as much information as you possibly can about each decision. You know, the more we know and, and the more we can gather, then we can make a really educated decision. Sometimes we're trying to make a decision from this unknown, like, well, I don't really know what that major looks like. So maybe I just won't make a decision. No, go out and figure out what that looks like so that you can really know all the, all the things, all the details about it. Gather all the facts together and take a look at them. That will really help you with decisions. Third, I call it walking down each road. 
So when you have two or three decisions to be made, I want you to just walk a little ways down that road and imagine yourself in each one of those decisions and what that would look like. Picture yourself. What would it look like if you decided to go to this school or that school or, you know, date this girl versus this, this girl or whatever, right? Like just kind of look down and see what you see. Of course, we don't know what that actually looks like, but it might help us kind of get a vision of what things could look like. The fourth thing is I want you to pay attention to what your gut is telling you. I think all of us have kind of this intuition that sometimes we kind of can sense certain things. So when you put all those things and you pressure yourself about these decisions and and kind of push all that away for a minute and take a good long look at yourself and what it is you really want, you might actually feel inclined to go a certain way. And... I've had a lot of clients that feel inclined to go a certain way, but then all these other things come up like, well, what if my mom and dad don't like it? Or what if, you know, I don't like it or whatever. But again, if we know we can change, then it's not, we don't need to feel that pressure so much, right? Just remember, we can always change a decision. Now, I want to say one small thought about this. I am not saying that if you, that you get into a marriage or into a relationship and if you don't like it, you just quit. Or if you get into college and you're not doing well, you just quit. That is not what I'm saying, not at all. What I am saying, though, is opening up up to your brain the idea that things can change and we don't need to feel so scared once we make a decision that there's no turning back, that there's options. There's always options. And it helps us not not come from a place of fear when we're making decisions. And then fifth and finally, make the decision and then commit to making that a good decision. Take actions to make this a good decision. It's possible that you can make a decision and then think the things and drive the actions necessary to make it a good decision. I really believe this is true. I remember when I started having children and that was a little bit intimidating you know, I thought, wow, you know, do I want to have this many kids or whatever? But what I was able to do is commit to that and decided, yeah, I'm going to be the best mom I know how to be. I'm going to make this a good decision and a right decision. I'm going to put my heart and soul into it. And um, I made it a great decision. And I really have never turned back and looked and said, wow, that was a dumb choice. I adore my children and I adore my life. Not always. Sometimes I don't, but a lot of times I do. And I look back, but I didn't just make one decision and that was it. I continue to make decisions and I continue to show up for my husband and my children. I continue to show up for my clients as I've made decisions to be a life coach and I make those decisions right. So if you have any questions about this and you're kind of struggling with decisions or decision overload, I want you to go to directyourlifecoaching.com and there you can contact me. You can sign up for a free session and let's just chat about that decision and kind of see where you're at. I also, on the front page of my website at the top, there's a little link for a free worksheet that you can get 
that can help you make some decisions and kind of methodically think through some of the decisions. It's totally free. You just click on there. I think it asks for your email and then it sends you the document. So that's another really great way if you're kind of stuck in indecision, how to make a decision. So that's all I have for today. Good luck as you make decisions for life. I know you can do this. You've got this. I really believe in you that you can make some good choices. Not all of them will be good choices, but you'll learn and you'll grow and you'll change and you'll create the life that you want. It's possible. I know it is. You got this. All right. That's all for everything today. We'll see you on the next podcast. Bye. Are you in need of a life coach? Everyone needs someone to talk to, someone who doesn't judge you, someone who is safe and listens to understand. What if that someone was me? If you want to find confidence and a new way to look at your life, come, let me help you. Go to directyourlifecoaching.com. But just a warning, you will never be the same again.